It is a very important day in our house, and that's because it is our rescue dog, Lily's Gotcha Day. Four years ago, yesterday, we went into this shelter, this dog shelter in the Turks and Caicos Islands and met Lily. And And they've got a great program down there. They bring the dogs in that are going to be fixed because they have such a street dog problem in the Caribbean. So they're going to bring the dogs in. They're going to be fixed. Well, if they're not old enough to get the surgery yet, they let people sign out the dogs like their library books and hang out with them for the day. And needless to say, we did that with Lily and left with the best souvenir ever. Yeah. So four years ago today, Lily became officially a member of this family. Hi, Lily. Hi, Lily. Welcome to the family. Happy gotcha day. She's like, give me a treat. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and I am grateful for both of my dogs, Sadie and Lily, and the time that I got to spend with them yesterday morning running errands. They were in the car with me for a couple hours. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for this show. Last week, we asked what you love that most people hate because we were talking about how Jeff loves the dentist because he's a total weirdo. It just feels so good to have your shiny teeth so shiny. No, it doesn't. And um, we asked you to call and tell us what you love that most people hate. And then we totally forgot to play the calls. So we're playing them today. We got tons. We got a lot of phone calls. Were they all about the same stuff or was it no, no, across no. the they, board? They were very, there were a lot of people who agree with me about the dentist. Ugh. Shockingly, there were a couple people who agreed with me about the unpacking. Like they love the act of unpacking stuff. And You're all sociopaths. <laughs> um, <laughs> that escalated quick. Uh, but these are some of uh, the the highlights. But we we got a lot of a lot of phone calls. Here are some of my favorites. You ask for people to call in and tell you things that you like doing that nobody else does. So I love cleaning toilets. That sounds super weird and super gross, but I find it to be incredibly satisfying. Um, you would never know that I have two boys and a husband using my toilets because my multi-step cleaning process keeps them insanely fresh. I use all the chemicals on the toilets, but otherwise I'm typically a green person, but with the toilets, you, you got to do what you got to do. Um, and now I'm thinking I may need to make a toilet cleaning YouTube tutorial so that other people can learn my special process. So Anyway, thank you for um, making a show that's super uplifting and it's fun for us to listen to. Have a great day. How can it, like how many different ways are there to clean a toilet? Uh, okay, I don't know, but one is that Monica Geller that just called. Uh, two, yes. <laughs> two, she absolutely should make a YouTube for that because that's how the most random people ever get rich. Right, because that YouTube will end up getting viewed like ten million it's like the, times. The and then carrier air conditioning guy. Yes. Oh, this is a great story. Have I ever told it on the show? I can't remember. I can tell it again quickly. When I went to the podcasting convention, a guy who had a podcast 
about repairing air conditioners and furnaces start like started getting some popularity with other service air conditioning and furnace service people because it's such a captive audience and it's such a niche audience that he fast forward three years was able to quit his repairman job and now does the podcast full-time is sponsored by carrier air conditioners gets paid to evaluate air conditioner and furnace repairing tools and then sells merchandise with like inside repairman jokes yeah he's it. killing it so yes absolutely please do have a youtube channel about your weird cleaning stuff and yes that is really weird <laughs> hi guys this is amanda from marietta um, I love to go grocery shopping. I not only love to go grocery shopping, but my dad was a grocery store manager. It was my first job. My mom was proposed to in a grocery store. Um, I'm like you guys. I shop almost every day of the week because my husband is bored with items. So we don't really know what kind of meat he wants until the day of. And everybody in the grocery store knows me and my daughter, Lucy, because we're there so frequently. But just so you know, that's a very European thing to grocery shop because you usually walk and you have to pay for bags. So you have your own bag with you and you fill up your bag and that's your day or day into uh, fresh groceries. So, yep, I'm weird. Love grocery shopping. Have a great day. Bye. It's funny that she brought that up because I realized how much I dislike grocery shopping. I thought you were going to say you liked it. No, I do not like it because there's always something on the list that I can't find that takes a disproportionate amount of time to locate. I thought you said that you liked it when you were before you had this job, uh, like when you were a house husband. I like going to the grocery store and getting the stuff for a meal, but I don't, I feel anxious in a grocery store. Okay. I, do, I don't love it there. Hey guys, I love the show. My most favorite thing in the entire world to do is wake up early on Saturday morning and clean. I love it. I do it every single Saturday. I try to wait to do the vacuum uh, once he's awake, but the dishes, wiping the countertops, it is the most wonderful thing in the entire world and I can't start my weekend without it. Love the show so much, guys. One of my favorite things has become tidying up the house before bed at night. I was going to say, is that your long lost sister? So may, you know what? <laughs> it's possible that I did at one time say that I enjoyed the grocery store and now I don't because there was a time when I hated tidying up around the house and now I really look forward to it. Like huh. after you go to sleep, I like doing a walkthrough of every room and just putting things back where they belong because I know it's going to make me feel good the next morning. Like so you're I, like looking forward to making yourself feel good. Yes. Like I'm the, I'm, I'm the master of my own destiny. Yes. While, while we were, and by the way, our phone number is 800-434-5454. Put it in your phone and leave it there because if anything we ever talk about strikes a nerve with you, like we don't have to specifically ask for topics like anything that you might talk about or anything that, or that we might talk about that you might want to have um, your share your thoughts on, we'll, we'll take those calls. It's also where we do all of our text contests. So it's a very important number to have in your phone. Save it as Callie and Jeff. Now we did get a message that uh, has nothing to do with what you love that people hate, but it does have something to do with a topic that we address on this show quite a bit. And that's therapy. Um, and, 
this this woman, I'll play her message, but she raises a good point. We talk a lot about picking the right therapist, but we never talk about what's next. And as somebody who started going to therapy as an adult, I remember her anxiety. Hi, guys. I had an idea after listening to your intro episode, episode 150. My recommendation is for you guys to do an episode about going to a therapist. I've never been to a therapist. I think it's a wonderful thing, I guess, you do for yourself. I've been considering going to therapy, and I don't know how to not only pick the right one, and when you find one that you want to go to, what do you do next? Do you call them up and say, I want to come for a session? And then they ask you the type of session you want or what you want to talk about. And then when you get there, how do you start or how do they typically start? And what's a good way to vet a therapist once you get there? Thanks. Bye. I so many good questions. Right. I remember because I was, for a long time, I was a person who was like, I don't need therapy. Therapy's dumb. You can just fix yourself. You can just think everything. Okay. Right. And then I started going and I'm like, wow, this is great. Now is your therapist the only one you've ever been to? Um, your current therapist. I have had her since the beginning, but I've gone to other people like paused with her and gone to other people or gone to other people at the same time for different like specialties, I guess you would call it. I don't know. I, I don't know how you would say it, but I remember the anxiety of day one, like what happens? Cause if you go to a doctor, like a regular doctor, cause you're not feeling well, for some reason it's easy to walk in and, and go, yeah, I don't know. I've had this weird pain kind of in the area of my kidney or something. And I just think you should check it out or I've had headaches or whatever it is. Right. But walking into a therapist going, I don't know, I've just been sad. Well, basically. Was, stress, was stressful for me. So before that, rewind. When you call, you just say, I'd like to set up an appointment. And they say, they will tell you about them. So they'll do that. And then you'll say, great, or I don't like you already. Um, and then you <laughs> set up a session. And usually the first one, I think, is a little longer than normal. And the first two are honestly get to know you. And they're really good about leading the session. So you don't have to say over the phone what you want to talk about or anything like that. And you go in there. And usually there's a waiting room. And they'll like come out and get you. And they'll ask you questions about you to get to know you. So the first one, I don't even think really counts. Um, but usually, I mean, you'll, it counts enough that you'll start to feel a vibe. Like, and that's when people say, how do you pick a therapist? My only piece of advice is get your therapist, give agree, like mentally commit to three sessions, especially if it's your first time going to a therapist, but trust your vibe. Totally trust your vibe. I had someone that, um, I went to someone before the one I have now. I've been to four in my lifetime. And, uh, the one, my first one was like the best woman ever. And she retired. And then I didn't go to therapy for a long time because I was kind of scarred by her retirement. And then when I went back, I took a recommendation from a friend who liked this woman and she was so super nice, but I just didn't feel like I was jiving with her. And I gave her three months. I mean, we had weekly sessions for three months and 
they'll ask you, most therapists in my experience will ask you after a couple of sessions, how things are going for you. Like, do you like this dynamic? Do you feel like I talk too much? Like they're not there to be your friend. You're paying them a lot of money. So you kind of need to tell them what you need from them. And and one thing I learned from the one that I don't see anymore is I really need like a lesson or a takeaway. And the first time I walked into the new therapist office, I was like, here's what is good for me. I like a takeaway. I like to be challenged. I don't like to be told that I'm right all the time. Make me work for it. And she does. And it's awesome. And before we end our sessions now, she'll say, here's what I want you to think about for the next two weeks. And then she'll give me something to kind of like stew over. So that's, you know, you'll know if you are just repulsed by someone immediately or you feel they make you feel weird, you probably won't like them more. But also take note that it is awkward talking to someone about really personal things. And I think- And, and you don't dive in on session, on day number one. Right. Like you're not going to have to give up your whole life story. So if you're going to therapy because you are- uh, you feel sad all the time and you, and you don't think you love your spouse anymore. Right. You, there, she's not going to, you, that doesn't come up in the first 10 minutes. Right. Why don't you think you like your husband? Yeah. Like right. that's not. If now it would be very helpful. I feel if you said whatever it is right at the beginning, like I want to let you know why I think I'm here and he, and a common experience, I think from people who go to therapists the reason that gets you in the door is generally not what needs to be fixed. Yes. So you're going to go to therapy because you feel like you can't shake some anxiety or you feel sad or you're having a hard time overcoming some grief or uh, you feel whatever betrayed or whatever, whatever the situation is. If you spend a few months on that topic, you're going to learn that, that, those surface feelings are generally caused by something else. Yes. And you have to be willing to be honest. That's the thing. If you aren't capable of being honest in your therapy sessions, it will not help you. You have to really be on because they ask some not hard questions, but questions that make you think. I think I was trying to remember. She asked me a question two sessions ago and I was like, you know, I really don't know. Oh, she said, why do you think? Cause I was talking about, um, we were talking about your last job and how I got so riled up by your old, old coworker with something that came up. I can't even remember what it is. And she said, tell me why you feel so protective of Jeff. What does that feel like? And it's just a weird question to answer. Like, I don't know what it feels like. It feels like I want to claw somebody's eyes out. I think I said that when somebody hurts him and it feels, you know, so they just ask you a series of questions and it's okay to say, I don't know, but they are professionals at leading you down a path. Right. So, so you don't have to have a map. You don't have to know where you're going. You just show up and they will guide you. So I think, um, to prepare yourself for your first therapy session, um, find, I recommend always starting with your insurance company, even if, even if they won't pay part of it up front, but they'll reimburse you. Like that's just a good place to start. Uh, actually I take that back. I recommend recommendations from friends. Mm -hmm. then I would recommend going, if you don't have any friends who are in therapy, you don't want to ask anyone about it, start with your insurance company. And then when you go down that road, just call up and go, Hey, I need to make an appointment. I want to come in and, and talk to you. And if they say, okay, what's going on? Just pretend you're calling a doctor. Mm -hmm. 
So if you call a doctor and you're like, I've got a cough that I can't shake and it's been six weeks and I still, I wake up every morning coughing. So you can say, I don't know. I've got this funk that I can't shake and I've just been sad since the end of summer. You can also say, I don't really know. Right. But I've wanted to try therapy and see what I can discover about myself. And I don't know. I don't really know, but I guess we'll know when I show up. (laughs) This this is going to lead us right into our partners for the show this week, because the first one on the list is BetterHelp. And I think BetterHelp is a great way for you to tip your toe into therapy if you don't have the time or you're nervous actually walking into a therapist's office. Because what they do is they match you up. You go online, you answer a few questions, and they match you up with one of thousands of counselors all across the United States that you will meet with using either phone, FaceTime, video chat. Uh, However, they will meet with you that way. And uh, they handle anything that a face-to-face therapy would handle. They'll handle uh, anxiety or, or sleeping issues or grief or depression, whatever it is. So go to betterhelp.com upside. Fill out the questionnaire that'll help them assess your needs and get you matched with a counselor that you love, usually within 24 hours. It's betterhelp.com upside. And know that you're going to get 10% off your first month by using that full website, betterhelp.com slash upside. Skillshare is another partner of ours this week. And Skillshare is an online learning community that offers thousands of classes on anything that you could possibly want to know. Okay, Jeff, I found one that I am shocked that you have not taken yet. What is it? Productivity Masterclass. Create a custom system that works. Oh, yeah. I talked about that last week. I am going to take it. It's an hour and five minutes long. I've already looked into it. I'm shocked that you... I haven't pressed play on that one yet because that is so Jeff. He loves the system. How about this? How about the fact that that productivity masterclass is on my to-do list? Boom. Oh, well, there. Oh, I wonder if they'll address that in the first <laughs> episode. I also like this one. Never be lied to again. How to get the truth in any conversation or situation in five minutes or less. Bro, I love that. I Perfect. absolutely love that. Right now, skills. You don't need it, though. Like anytime I try to lie about anything, like a Christmas present that I'm buying, a surprise dinner, whatever, Callie's like, you're lying. Maybe you just need to take a Skillshare class on how to be a better liar. <laughs> just kidding. I don't think they offer that. Anyways, right now, because you're an upsider, you can get two free months of a premium membership. So seriously, what's the downside? Absolutely no downside to signing up and seeing if they have classes that you might be interested in. Go to Skillshare.com slash upside. And there you go. Uh, the There is something that I found in my notepad of my phone. And I we may have talked about this on the show before, but even if we have, it's worth repeating in the year 2020. Okay. All right. Shoot. Remember everyone. Remember this just become just because something comes super easy to you. Doesn't make it not valuable to the world. Like I, and, and I came across this in my phone looking for something else. And I immediately called a friend of mine who remember that last week we talked about all those radio people who got fired yeah. for the, okay. Mm-hmm. He was one of them. He just got caught up in it and he was going, he was trying to figure out what his, what next was. And he was just talking about 
doing stuff that I thought he was way undervaluing because he is a naturally talented, he is a gifted marketer and programmer and creative person. Mm -hmm. And he was just going to give all that away. And you can't, just because it's easy to you doesn't mean it's not valuable. And I know I was going to ask you, my, my leading question for you on this is why does that strike a chord with you? But I absolutely know why it strikes a chord with you. Because I give everything away. Chef gives everything away. And I think that you're getting a little better about it. But, you know, I know that you struggle with placing a value on your knowledge. But the reality well, is. Well, it's not just knowledge. It's experience as well. But that's what I'm saying. But there is a price tag you can put on experience. I know somebody brought this up. Um before when you hire somebody and I do that, I, I feel this feels familiar. So either I thought about putting it on the show and did it all in my mind, or we have talked about it, but the person months ago, a friend of mine, we were all on a conference call and he was going to raise his prices for doing something. Oh yeah. I love this. Something creative. And he didn't want to because if he charged $100 an hour for something, he knew that there were going to be a million people who just graduated design school or mm -hmm. whatever the creative platform was who would do it for $40 an hour. And he's like, so nobody's going to hire me. And one of the people on the call said, you have to remember that you're not getting paid for the labor of doing it. You're getting paid for the three decades of experience that allows you to do it well the first time. Right. And I'm like, yes. I don't know why it's difficult for me to put value on experience that I have gained and knowledge that I have retained. I know why. Why? Because you're a good person and you are a helper by nature. So when Jeff sees someone that is new to something, your gut instinct is to say, Oh yeah, I'll help you with that. And I do the same thing, but I got my butt kicked last year in this arena, so I just don't do it anymore. I yeah, I I I don't see it as much as you do. I know it drives you nuts when I do it, but I just know this. Whatever it is that you do and whatever it is that you are good at, don't devalue that just because it's easy for you to do it. And as my friend Laura Lee would say, and I love this, easy is learned. Yes. Yes. She's smart. She should write a book. Uh, weird. She's got one coming out. We got to talk about that, by the way. She was on our list of most requested people that, um, are, that upsiders want to hear on our show. All right. Let's do it. Laura Lee. It'll give us an excuse to go to Nashville or her an excuse to come to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. That would be super fun. I was thinking this morning when I was driving to work and I have the weirdest thoughts on, on my way to work. Do you ever look at someone else's job and think I might like to do that job? Like that would be a fun, interesting, semi-fulfilling job that maybe I would be good at. Do you have like another life scenario of like, yes, in a different life, I would do this. What would you do? Line cook at Waffle House. Really? I would love to know the little code that they put on all the plates. You know how that works? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they break off like a little piece of cheese. And if it's at two o'clock, that mm -hmm. means put the cheese on the eggs. And if it's at seven o'clock, it means put the cheese on the hash browns and whatever. Mm -hmm. I would love to just be able to do that. It scares the crap out of me because they're so good and so efficient. Yeah, they, they are. never mess up. But I think that would be fun. Yeah. I was thinking that it would be fun to be, and oddly enough, all of mine involve manual labor. Okay. So, which is like totally not my calling. But I thought, I saw UPS truck this morning and thought, 
that would be really fun to be a UPS driver. And I'm sure that they have stresses and all that stuff. I'm also a member of the UPS dogs Facebook group. So I've been seeing how they get to like see dogs all the time. And, you know, I, I don't think of the downsides. I just think, oh, that would be interesting. I've also thought it would be interesting and kind of fun to be a baggage handler. Really? To load to load stuff At on the, the airplane. airport? Really? <laughs> I don't know why. why do you think that? I don't know. I'm like semi-fascinated with manual labor. Because you're really good at Tetris. Like you can stack boxes and I don't suitcases. even think I'm good at Tetris. I just, I think of stuff. I don't know. I just think of stuff. I'm like, that would be kind of a fun job. Before Uber was a thing and Lyft and all the rideshare services, I would have liked to have been a taxi driver or a limousine driver. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Now, why? Because because you like to listen to what other people are saying, but you don't. You just don't like to talk to people. Well, also, I like to drive. Like I huh? like to drive places, and sometimes, to, like to kill time, like I'll just drive. Yeah, like, Jeff does that a lot. The day Jeff got fired, how how long did you drive? Uh, well, I had to kill time until I could get you on the phone, and then yeah, I just drove. I just like to drive. I just like to drive. So I used to, but now like with Lyft and Uber and all this stuff, you, you see all the videos, of, like the crazy passengers and all. And yeah, I'm no. like, nah, I'm not signing up for that, but like old school limousine or even a taxi driver. Totally into that. Uh, all right. One more thing going into the past and then we'll, then I'll be done going back into my notes. I know I've talked about this a lot, but your the whole micro alleviating the micro anxieties thing is changing my life. And I would like, I would like to challenge anyone listening to do it and tell me if you don't feel almost euphoric. What did you do today? Uh, today I got the doorknob fixed. You know, the little plate on the front of mm -hmm. the door was just coming loose. Mm -hmm. Not the doorknob wasn't gonna fall off, it wasn't dangerous, just nothing to be like tightened. that. Just need to be tightened. I just did that. Like just did it. I took care of it. Now I don't think about it anymore. There were four or five random things in my car that had to go to four or five different places. Like one was a return to target. Mm -hmm. One was a box of things that had to go to the post office. One was something that from Goodwill that fell down behind the seat that last time I went to Goodwill wasn't there. <laughs> Got them all out of the car. Felt great. Only took five minutes. I didn't, I didn't go make a special trip. I just said, next time I drive by a post office, I'm going to take care of this. And I did yes. it. It feels, I'm telling I'm you. I'm excited for you to go back to therapy because I would like credit for this discovery. I Yes. I mean, I feel like it should be a whole thing. Micro anxiety. Try it. I want, if you were listening to this and you know what we're talking about, the, the little thing that you see every day that you don't address, please Try it, address it, pick a bunch of those little things and just take care of them and call me in five days and tell me you almost don't feel euphoric. You look euphoric. It's great. You look my biggest elated. My biggest fear is that what if you and I are the only people who ignore those little, little five minute things? Like what if most people are like, oh, the doorknob's loose. Goes and gets a screwdriver, fixes it right away. Oh, so we're like the weirdos on Weirdo yes. Island. Yes. Yeah, that could be a thing. No, I think we're normal. Yeah, like I'm. Uh, I'm actually. I love it so much that I'm worried that I'm gonna run out of tiny little things to do. 
Oh, that would be a nice thing. I'll give you some of my tiny things to do. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have the same feeling. I have to give I have to give you a little bit of credit, and I feel like this has become a recurring segment on our show. Jeff has not once made fun of my house slippers, and I have decided as of last week that I would be like to be someone that wears house slippers. I first of all, I think it's funny and so elderly that you call them house slippers. Well, here's aren't my, they just slippers? No, because these you could wear outside. They have like a tread on the bottom. Slippers but don't they, have they slippers would, are only inside, but I can like prance out to my car in these. But why would you? I thought the whole point of slippers is that you never wear them outside. House shoes you can wear outside. I think that's the difference. But the point is you don't. Well, it's the difference in my head. Like I, I'm not going to wear them to Starbucks, but I could, I could walk stuff from our house to the basement. Cause here's where, here's why I'm into the house shoe thing. Cause right now, um, the only thing that I can throw on are like my big giant winter Uggs. And I just feel like that's a little excessive. And I also um, don't have slippers because my slippers broke. So I don't have anything if I don't feel like wearing socks to just walk around the house. And I kind of think, I don't know. So I just was like, I want to, I want house shoes. So I went and I bought some nice ones. And so to how, be honest. How old is Callie? She's house shoes years old. And I have a pillbox. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm like checking boxes. I mean, I will, I am turning 34 in like three weeks and I'm, you know, a little bit struggling with this age. So not the age I'm struggling with my to-do list. We'll have to talk about this tomorrow. I'm struggling with my to-do list of things I, I thought I would have done before 34. Um, well, I know one of them is have a baby and that's not going to happen in the next two weeks. That, that's not going to happen, but we could get a kitten. I don't want a kitten. Oh, I I don't think I'm making fun of your house shoes because growing up in upstate New York, everybody just wore slippers. Like yeah. I can see in the head, my head, the slippers that my mom wore for her entire life. Like they're little booties and they would change from every now, like every few years, mm -hmm. like but they were always the same shape. They were like the same brand. I remember my mom and dad would spend a whole weekend going from department store to department store to department store to find the perfect one. And then my dad, I think like that was my, did you have a gift that you would give your dad every year at Christmas? I currently have a gift that I give to my dad every single Christmas. I think I always gave my dad slippers growing up. And then for my mom it was oil of Olay, but slippers. That's funny. To my dad, and then I always had slippers. But you don't have slippers now. No, because I don't live somewhere where it's regularly 16 degrees out. Oh, true. <laughs> true. Before we were recording, I was on the phone with my dad. It's 16. Oof. Nope. I, I almost said, I, I, we were talking about one of the neighbors, and I'm like, well, if you haven't seen her in a couple of days, why don't you just walk down the street? And then he's like, it's 16. And I'm like, oh, yeah, don't do that. No, just don't leave your house ever. <laughs> he said that. He's like, I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. Okay, I have to retrain. I'm telling you this, Callie, so you can remind me. I have to retrain my radio mind. Now, if you're a newish listener, Jeff worked in radio for 25 years, his whole career in radio. And when you work in radio, you're... Well, my, the end of that sentence oh, was, sorry. and then he got fired. And then he got fired. So we're doing this show, which has a lot of things that we pull in from radio. Like, we would not be have a successful show without Jeff's radio knowledge but there are some things that don't make sense that he's having to untrain him like to retrain his brain on because they don't make sense for our show 
there's a couple of services that monitor the performance of podcasts, right? And all they do, and you've seen me post on Instagram, like it, it, they monitor the worldwide performance of the show. So it might say you've gone up two ranks in Korea. Like you're the, now the number, like we were like a top 50 relationship show in Korea for like a month. We were so random and weird, but whatever. And so I got an email yesterday afternoon that said that we, and it's not the first time we've gotten it, but it, it, for one of the categories, it said, we're not ranked. Oh, and all that means is we're not in like the top 250. What category would that be for? I don't remember. Hopefully so, it's something like horror. Thriller. No, no, no. It's, it's one of our categories. Oh. But they only monitor the top 250. There's 800,000 podcasts mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts. I still would like to be on that list, but continue. Well, that's where I have to unwind my anxiety. Oh, your radio brain? Because it doesn't. We do not. Our performance does not matter. Our, Our ranking on that list doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with the future of this show and with our income. Like nothing has to do with that except for the number of listeners we have. And I sometimes struggle with that. And when I got that email, it was one of the times I struggled with it. And there's, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that our show is worse or that we're getting fewer listeners. We're actually getting more listeners but it's just more people joining that category and more people starting to listen to podcasts. Correct. Like the pool is getting bigger, which is awesome. Correct. That's a funny thing about, so if you don't know how podcasts go, the weird thing that chef struggles with is in radio, there's always a rank and you're always trying to be number one and always trying to get everyone else below you to, to lose listeners to you. And for us, we can have the same amount of listeners as the guy next door and people have an infinite, you know, you have 24 hours a day to listen to shows and you have seven days a week. So you can listen to podcasts. We don't need to compete. You know, we get paid based off of how many listeners we have. It doesn't matter what the other shows are doing. Yeah. And I was talking to a a friend of mine and I was explaining this to him because he just got fired and all the radio. Did his brain explode? And it kind of does because I'm like, dude, here's the deal. You can find a way to make a living if 5,000 people listen to your show. Like that's like you can make an income, right? Like you, Mm -hmm. you can do that. You don't have to beat anybody. Right. In order to do it. And so it drives me, it makes me mad that this, that stuff like you're not on this chart this week gets in my head because guess what? One, it doesn't matter. And two, we'll be back there like again tomorrow tomorrow or whenever yeah. yeah whatever they tally it again but i was just like god will i ever not have to deal with that thank you for listening to the upside with callie and jeff please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of the upside i got two wonderful compliments this week and i have not even shared them with you yet we have the best listeners thank you so much for all of your awesome kind words and if if you haven't heard the last few minutes of episode 150 i've listened to that like five times it warms my heart there's just compliments 
from you about us. And it's like, a, it feels like a hug. It's an audio hug to me. So thank you for being awesome. Jeff has been encouraging me to post more about our show on Instagram because I kind of just forget um, that those are two different worlds and there's a lot of people that still don't listen to our show. So I've been attempting to do that and telling people on Instagram, listen to us for one week. And if you don't like it, you can listen to something else, but I guarantee you will want to make us part of your routine, which is a little cocky, but I'm running with it. And um, I'm channeling my inner Jeff Dollar. I got this message today. Girl, I listened to three upsides today. I live in Dallas and drive all the way to Alpharetta to see a baby specialist, blah, blah, blah. I was like, let's listen to Callie and Jeff today. Never have I listened before because I was always a radio junkie. Then Jeff was let go. So I have been an Amazon Prime junkie. Today, that has changed my life. I am hooked. I have so many questions and I can't think of them right now. But as I think of them, I will send them your way. Awesome. That would be, that's actually a really good idea for an episode is to find, do you have her email address? No, but I have her Instagram account. Instagram account. Yeah. Will you write back and have her write down questions? And we should do that every now and again. If you've been listening to the show for three weeks or less, mm -hmm. send us your questions. Oh, yeah. Please do. Then um, I got one last week that I forgot to tell you about from Brandy, which also made my day. Seriously, Callie, I have listened to Jeff from his OG Burt Show days, and I have never heard a better dynamic than you two. You have the perfect complimentary flow for him without being minimized. It's perfect chemistry on air. No wonder you guys are married and happy. Sky's the limit for you both. We love your messages. Thank you. And we love you. Okay, here's the thing. How are y'all going to send me a text message telling me to save your number in my phone when Jeff has been very public about the fact that he doesn't save anybody's number in his phone? Y'all, for real? Okay, I love you. Bye! Hey, Jeff and Callie, it's Erica. 100%, you guys need to go back and watch all the Disney movies and then do a series of, like, adult life lessons via Disney. And yes, 100% go watch Frozen and Frozen 2 because I will be 31 this year and I love them. So have fun. Love you guys. Love the show. Bye. When I first started thinking about the idea of ordering bras online, I was not a super fan because I'm wondering, really, how do you know what fits? Well, Third Love has it figured out. I was a customer first and now they're advertising with us and I could not be happier. Here's what I love about it. First, you have 60 days to live in your bra. Wear it, wash it, repeat. And if you decide after 60 days that you don't love living in it, you can return it, no questions asked, and they'll donate it to a woman in need, which I love. Now about that perfect fit, when you go to thirdlove.com slash upside, you're going to take a fit finder quiz about your current bras. And I didn't know what kind of questions they were going to be asked, but I wound up getting my perfect fit. It really works. They also have bras in over 80 sizes. They start at double A cups. They go through I, they have half cups. They have bands sizes 30 to 48 and I seriously cannot say enough great things about this company. I am sold, so sold that I got rid of every other company's bra that I own, and I am now solely wearing Third Love bras. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside right now. You can find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. And just know that it, the discount's going to populate at the very end of your order, so you won't see it until then. But go to thirdlove.com slash upside for 15% off today. 
Hey, Jeff, Callie. This is Kathy from Robart again. I'm still catching up, and I'm absolutely dying at the washing machine episode that Callie had. These are the days where I totally, 100,000% wish that it was uh, televised because I can only imagine what Jeff's face looked like when she said she'd been putting it in the actual uh, washing machine and not in the little thing. Oh, my God, I'm just dying. I know I look like a fool driving down the road laughing, but it's my daily thing. Thanks. Love you all. Bye. Callie and Jeff, it's Carla. It is less than 30 days till Valentine's Day, and I have procrastinated and not purchased my tickets to uh, Jeff's comedy show yet, but I'm planning on purchasing tickets tonight to the Aurora Theater location. I'm super excited to surprise my hubby and take him to your show, Jeff. I know it's going to be a great one. Bye. Hello, friends. Um, just calling because I was listening to the bonus episode and how Callie is bummed that she can't bring the dogs to work. And I work at the same place, but I work in the newsroom, specifically the affiliate content center. And I just want you to know that we are all huge dog people. We will happily babysit since you can't have her live in the studio or have them live in the studio. We will be very happy to babysit and treat them like royalty, and if our bosses say anything, we will just say that they are therapy dogs. Have a great day. Bye. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Ashley. Love the show. I am so grateful and thankful that I get to listen to y'all every morning as I get ready, and it's a good pick-me-up. I was just listening to y'all talk about this. I'm so sorry, Callie, that you do not like going to the dentist. I don't mind it. And uh, about a week ago, I had two cavities uh, to be filled, and you know, didn't really feel excited about going, but the dentist asked me if I wanted some laughing gas, and I had never done laughing gas before, before so I said, sure, I'll take a small amount. Well, they put a blanket on me and the laughing gas, and then the thing that keeps my mouth firmly open but suctions out in saliva and water. Anyway, long story short, I fell asleep while they were fixing my two cavities, and they woke me up, and I have never had such a restorative nap in my life at the dentist of all places. So maybe, perhaps, laughing gas might help you. I don't know. I hope it does, or I hope that you find the magic thing to help you. I'm glad that you have a good dentist uh, that makes you feel comfortable with that blanket. Uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Bye. Here we go, baby. It is time to get up because we are always just everyday people. 